that's everyone. This is Kelvin. This is episode 92 of Res Metal Podcast. In this episode, I talk with John McEntee, guitarist, vocalist of the legendary band Incantation. Incantation just released their 13th album, Unholy Deification, on Relapse Records. So I'll be sure to check that out, stream it, buy it, do whatever you can to support uh, Incantation's newest album. I've been an Incantation fan for a while now. I first discovered them on their 2004 album, Decimate Christendom. Uh, at the time, I was going to school at University of Arizona, and you know, at the time, I just finished high school, and you know, really was just discovering this kind of music for the first time. And yeah, Incantation kind of really caught my ear, and yeah, they definitely helped me along my way. But um. Yeah, so I got a chance to talk to John and, you know, we definitely talked about the newest album and kind of like the the legendary career of Incantation. And um, yeah, it was just cool to really talk to John and just let him know that, you know, I've been a fan of his music for a long time. And yeah, I just want to, you know, promote his music and yeah, just tell everyone to, you know, check out this newest album. But um yeah, if you haven't heard Incantation, they're a um, legendary death metal band, more on the death doom side. But um, yeah, I think them and Immolation definitely have that like, you know, New York style down that everyone you know has been ripping off for the past thirty years. But um, yeah, uh, definitely check out this interview. I'm gonna play a quick clip from their newest album and then go right into my talk with John. So. Hope everyone enjoys this. Yeah, thanks. Hey everyone, this is Kelvin. This is um, going to be my talk with uh, John McEntee of Incantation. How are you doing, John? Doing great. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, like I was saying, I'm I'm a big um, Incantation fan and just a a big collector of um, the albums. And you guys got a new album coming out, Unholy Deification, uh, on August 25th. Yeah, um, we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, and I believe that's the 13th album. That's what they tell me. I don't count at this <laughs> point, so I just know it's the one after the last one. Okay. Yeah, like I was saying, I'm a big fan of um, all the albums, but um, yeah, the last album, the 2020 album, um, yeah, I listened to the promo of uh, you know the album of that was sent to us, and I I couldn't believe it. It, it like to me, it tops the last album. It just kind of I don't know, like it's just like one of those things. It seems like where you just you keep building off of the last one and. Yeah, I really enjoyed this new album. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we really, well, let's just say the great thing about the uh, Unholy Deification album is just that, you know, for us, it was a really great group effort um, doing it. Like everybody's input on the songs made the songs better, no matter who in the band, like came up with, uh, say, the main riff and that kind of stuff or the main idea it was like everyone's input kept like adding extra layers of greatness to the song just interesting stuff that we were it was like a great just a great feeling to be 
um, working on this and hearing everybody's contribution and having these contributions, making things even better and better and better each time we hear it uh, due to the fact of everyone's contribution. It's just a, a great, um, you know, a great band situation to be in, to know that we're all, we'll say we're all on the same page, you know, and we, it's like, well, we, we know what it's supposed to sound like. And when we hear it, hear whatever somebody did or whatever to the song like say added a lead or just came up with some kind of baseline or whatever we listen back and be like fuck yeah that was awesome you know so it's really great um that for me that's really made the album a fun album to do um plus i'm just happy with the the sound of the album it has more of a um rougher uh almost like a, a closer to like how we would sound live or something with that kind of energy to it, which I really like. Um, you know, I really, I, it was, I mean, the sect of all the videos, the album, you know, the production was really a lot more slicker, I would say, but um, I think the more rougher edge production actually <clears throat> suits us better, especially, you know, just giving it more of a um, aggressive vibe to the, to the riffing and stuff like that. So I'm really, I'm really happy with the way it came out. I mean, it was definitely a, um, we'll just say our top priority was to really make sure this album sounded the way we wanted it to sound. Sometimes the production can get away from you or you're not sure, like, you know, it sounds good, but you're not sure if it's right. But this time we were really stubborn about it. And also Dan Swan, who did the mixing, I think got, um, you know, he really keyed into our sound because uh, especially because he was able to come out to one of our shows on uh, our touring last year and right before he was going to start mixing. And it was just, it really gave him a good vibe of what the band's really like. So when he went to start the mixing process, he was using kind of the, the, the basis of, you know, our live sound to kind of, um, you know, spearhead the mixing um you know, the mixing journey or whatever, which I think was a, a great way to do it because all we want to do on album is sound like we do live, you know, or get that kind of same live vibe to it, you know, because that's for us, that's like where we really feel we excel, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, it's a really just another amazing addition to the incantation uh, catalog. Yeah, like it definitely has that style that like, that brand that incantation you know puts out and that brand to me is kind of more like a kind of like a more death doom approach um do, do you feel like that um when you write music or prepare for new albums do you do you kind of focus in on that that style or do you just kind of go with what you know go with the flow i guess well um the best way to describe it, I mean, everybody, you know, writes differently in the band or different ways or whatever, I guess, but I can speak for myself where right at this point in my songwriting career, I'm, I really like use my imagination more to write stuff. I think about our feelings. I, it's like, the best way to describe it is like it's an extra sense you have is like this music sense at a certain point and <clears throat> like certain expressions and certain uh feelings 
you know, I'll want to get across the music and I'll try, I'll use the sense to try to come up with the basic concept of a song. And then I'll try to take those ideas and transcribe them into guitar, which is, you know, different than how I wrote early on where you'd be, I'd be fiddling around with the guitar, trying to come up with some cool uh, ideas and shapes and then write riffs. But now it's more like almost like a mental game where I know the feeling, I know the ideas I want, and I just have to find a way to capture that <clears throat> on guitar. Um, you know, and of course, like I said, everyone might, you know, do it differently in the band, but when we get together, it all, it all seems to really just fall together. And we just kind of know that, you know, our album's going to have like, be like a journey where there's going to be the fast passages, the slow passages, the mid tempos and stuff. And it just, it's more just trying to organize the songs and everything in a way that are, are going to flow together. That kind of makes sense and make you feel like at the end of the album, you went on a, a journey or something like that. But um, there's not like a, we'll say there's not a lot of thought in like, doing it in general it, it just kind of comes out natural when we're together just or you know just one of us will just be inspired and just write down a couple you know record a couple riffs or something like that and then just <clears throat> well, the thing is, is we bring everything to practice with the band where we're doing it at band practice uh and you know people will have kind of have their ideas and we just kind of toss them around and see what kind of fits or what works or sometimes a riff will give us a kind of a concept on where to go um you know next or sometimes you know there'll be a little more structure that someone brings to the song i mean to the practice and we'll just figure out you know does this work in a song or what do we do to you know add to it or take away from it i mean it's a real um a fun process for me to be able to write material i mean i love playing stuff out live but there's a special feeling about coming up with stuff kind of just out of your mind or thin air and then um turning it into something that really kind of means something at least to us you know yeah what um what motivates you to do that like is it um i guess you kind of mentioned it just kind of like your personal feelings but is was there any like specific um or any direct influence on this album like you know um, i don't know if, if it, uh, you mentioned yeah. the, your basis like kind of came up with the lyrical concept but um were there any other yeah. like outside influences on this album well I mean, really the biggest influence on the album is the previous album, the Sect of All Divinities album. Like every album that we do is an answer to the last album that we did. Cause that's the last thing that, you, you know, the, the previous album obviously is the last thing we did before the new one. So you, it's kind of like you think about, okay, what was missing on this album? What could have been better about this album? Um, you know, and then personally, I use those, um, you know, the stuff that I feel sh should be either expanded upon or, you know, might've been, I must might've missed the mark on a certain thing or something. And I'm like, okay, let's try to do this, you know, on this album, we'll concentrate on that. So basically like the, the first couple songs that we wrote for the new one was I think the offering and chalice were the two that we wrote, which are two of the more aggressive songs. And cause I felt like 
on Sectival Divinities, even though it had some fast stuff, it lost a little bit of the um, the rough edge and brutality because of the better production. So I really wanted to make sure that the writing session for this one started off on a, a really intense, uh, urgent, um, aggressive note instead of, um, you know, concentrate on some maybe the more catchier or more, um, you know, do me or passages. I, I really wanted it to, to kind of hit out the gate as, you know, the feeling that we're pissed or whatever, we're ready, you know, to kick ass kind of thing. And um, yeah, I gave, gave her a good, you know, kind of beginning of um, the writing session. And then, you know, after kind of getting that, those songs out of the way, we kind of were able to place other songs and figure out what stuff fits on with the album. But, you know, like I said, the biggest influence is usually our previous album. And, you know, then after that, like I said, that gives us the starting point to build upon the next album. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, uh, like what you mentioned, the, 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 the tracks, um, it does definitely have that opening like kick. Um, yeah, my, actually, I think my favorite track was, um, towards the, towards the middle of the, uh, no, let's see. Yeah. Chalice is the third. Yeah. Um, the Megaron, that one, uh, yeah, that one definitely was uh, just a, a kicker. And then yeah. the the circle, I think, actually, I thought the circle was like one of the more, I don't know, like probably like the more like progressive one. Like it's it just uh, the way it builds up with the like the the bass lines and the, right in the middle of the set in the of the song, and then I don't know. There was almost like a black metal section with the chanting, the ritual circles chanting. Um, yeah, yeah, it was that was, that was um, pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know that part was really special for us because um, you know we had some guest vocalists fill in on that, which we had Jeff Bezzera from Possessed fill in on vocals on that part. Also, my former bandmate in Revenant a band I had before Incantation, he filled in on uh, vocals. They did part of the chant. And then we had Dan Ladavon, who's been filling in for us on some touring, you know, filling in for us on bass on tour because uh, Chuck can't always tour because of his job. And he felt he did some vocals too. And it was a mixture between myself and those three on that part, which I thought was something cool because it was something a little different than what we normally would do on an album, but it fits in, I think, just perfectly and it just it came naturally it wasn't one of those things where we're like okay we have to have a chant part in the song no it was just a riff had this churning type vibe to it it just sounded like that would work for it. but yeah it's um I, I mean overall with with the album i think you know if for real incantation fans will say that really want the um the raw edge and the heaviness and it you know, I mean, to me, the album has all the aspects that people could really want in an Incant album because it kind of touches on almost everything that we've done to some extent, but also a lot of new, you know, um, ideas and stuff tossed in there. But the overall sound, I think, just has a great mixture between quality production, but also keeping the... Um, barbaric uh raw roots alive in the, in the sound at least for me i feel that way about it 
Yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, I dig it. And yeah, I can't wait to get the the record and just add it to my uh, incantation record collection. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I mean, just kind of going back to the band history overall. I mean, um, you guys, I would consider you guys like a legacy band in death metal, like, you know, with Cannibal Corpse, like Morbid Angel Obituary. Uh, do you do you see your uh, your band incantation as like a legacy band, like carrying on the legacy of death metal? Um, you put it that way, yeah. Carrying on the legacy of death metal. I mean, that's kind of always what um, always what we've done. But um, you know, it feels it feels weird to be considered a legacy band. I mean, especially because we're so interested in you know writing new music and also the the important thing for us is that we're writing new music that people seem to gravitate towards and like like which honestly a lot of the legacy bands will say a lot of times they put up new material and just doesn't meet up to the standards that they once had as a band or even worse sometimes they do write good stuff and people just don't care about it they just want to hear you know the classics or something like that so but for us it's like um we don't we don't see it that way even though we know we are a legacy band because you know when we play like uh we play on concordat uh, on our last european tour with uh that we just did like oh we did a europe and australia tour for a 30th anniversary and we added that song to the set and that was like a highlight of the set it you know it was it did just as well as some of our most popular songs which was really um you know awesome for a band that's put out so much material to still put out songs i mean we we know we believe in the songs we know that we believe in the feeling but you know the supporters at the show and the fan base are the ones that really decide if you know these new songs are good songs and worth it to play out live and they want to hear them and the fact that they do really enjoy it you know hearing this um new stuff is just um you know it it means a lot to us it's like a lot of a lot of legacy bands will put out an album just so they have an excuse to tour but for us it's like you know when we put out an album you know we're all in we want to make each album the best that it could be a proper expression of ourselves it's not just about you know gearing up for you know another tour cycle or whatever i mean of course we tour for but we tour for it because we're proud of it we want to you know people want to hear new stuff i mean like put in another band that's like us in that circumstance say immolation they've been around for so long and they still put out great new music all the time that people are really interested in which is great and i guess they're considered a legacy band too but really we're more in that era area where we're still relevant but we're also a legacy band yeah that might be the way to put it i guess is that we're a legacy band but a legacy band it's still um you know building our own personal legacy with even new material i mean real quickly i mean the sector of divinity album you know that album was put out almost 30 years um you know since our first album and it did the reaction for the album and the the overall like if you if you um you, you can't compare the 90s to the 2020s because it's a different music 
uh, environment. But as far as like overall, if you compare everything, it's like our best album that did the best for us, which is crazy. That so far into our career, our best selling album or best reaction to an album is, you know, 30 years into our career. Um, you know, and because of that, though, it gives us a lot of inspiration to really want to continue writing stuff. I mean, we would anyway, but it's nice to know that people actually care about what you're writing because there are lots of legacy bands out there that put our heart and soul into writing new music and people are just like, ah, whatever, this is here, Freebird or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I I kind of, uh, I I agree with what you said, like regarding like the, like the standard, like legacy band, like Metallica, like- Yes. They, like they put out an album, um, but you know they always play the like their set list is pretty much like you know eighty percent like what it was like for the past twenty years and and then they'll yeah. they'll like throw in like maybe one or two songs from the new album but but yeah with with incantations approach more focusing on like the newer material with each album um which is which is which is awesome just because you know um like you said the music environment's different like younger people are getting more into like you know death metal so and yeah i mean it's definitely good to push your new stuff first and then you know the old stuff is there to and people can always go back to it but yeah definitely um, pushing the new material first well i think it's important to first of all put out a new album that is worthy of playing some songs live next to some of your you know fan favorites and stuff you know so there should be a a good reason for it to play it but i think um you know it's important and anytime we're putting this set together it's important to want to put in some you know of course new album stuff you want to you know promote that and you're proud of we're proud of it and stuff but it's also important to mix in you know some of the songs that people really you know want to hear like the tried and true ones that they really like, like, I don't know, Ibex Moon or Diabolical Conquest or something are usually ones that people really want to hear. But then we've been very fortunate. We have so many songs on our catalog that are, you know, like incantation fan favorites that we're able to really mix and match um, the set each time we come to, you know, a town or whatever. We don't have to, it's not, a lot of bands you'll see, you know, I mean, Metallica is a, a big example, but there's a lot of bands that come to town and yeah, they only play, they play the same, nah, I don't know, 80% of the set is the same. 20% is the new stuff they toss into it. And every time you see a, you be certain bands is always that same 80% of the set with a few new ones in the front of it. And it just, for me, that's just lame. Cause if I like a band, I, I want to hear some, you know, uh, I don't know, rare tracks or classic tracks thrown in somewhere just to give it a little bit more of a uh, a flavor to it. You know, I don't think it's interesting if a band's always just playing the same bass set with, um, yeah, with, with just a few added in or something. Yeah, like we we're just saying about like, you know, the cat, the catalog for Incantation is, is just a, it's such a vast catalog and um trying to come up with the perfect set list is um a must um like what's you guys approach with come up with your set lists um you just try to mix it up a little bit each time um 
you know, there's, there's, there's what, like three, there's three songs that we kind of almost always put in a set list because they're just, um, you know, fan favorites and, and stuff like that. So we reserve three for that. And then like for a new tour, we're going to do either three or four, probably four new songs. And then we'll, we'll probably have another probably at least room for another five or six, seven songs. And we'll just try to decide which ones, um, you know, what would be the best set. Usually what we do is we will figure out what the new songs, you know, are that we're going to play and then kind of tailor the other songs to accent those songs. Cause like say if, some of the newer stuff is, I don't know, doomier songs we play, then maybe some of the older ones we'll play or be some of the faster ones or something like that. But, you know, we try to, we try to always include like at least one off of the uh, first album on where to go Gotha, if not more. And, um, you know, then just, it's just, it's just difficult because we have like popular songs from different eras and stuff. So it's always difficult, but the, I guess the main goal is we try to mix it up. If we played a song in on a tour last year, we'll try to change up at least four, five of the songs. So, you know, a, a fan goes to it, you know, that went to that last one, they're not getting the same exact show. And, but at the same time, you know, we're fortunate enough that's the new songs we add in, are usually just as strong as the ones we're taking out. So it's not like the set's suffering from it, you know, yeah. but it's a difficult, it's always difficult to choose. And, and I guess in recent years, I've even, I've, I've tried to get more input from the other guys in the band as far as what to do set list wise, because at a certain point, you're just like, there's way too many songs that I want to play in the set that it's easier to, um, you know, get someone else's perspective on it, you know, instead of my own personal perspective. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how I got into Incantation. It was, um, it was this album, the 2004 album. Yes. That's the um, main Dome. Yeah. 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 This one, like I got into it. The first track just like, yeah, I think it was part of like a, like a century media, like sampler. And yes, I, I just started like, college and like in tucson arizona and you know being a weird introvert death metal dude like i pretty much just listened to that front to back and then i, I had to get this album and so pretty much yeah this is the this is what the album that started for me oh that's awesome that's it's that album like um i mean first of all i really like the album i think it's a really aggressive um pissed off album i'm re really happy with it but a lot of times it's funny because like a certain segment of our fan base that doesn't really focus on that album too much. It's like, an, you know, an outlier album, I guess, in our catalog. But we always get like even more recently, like diehard supporters of the band that got into us right around that same time as as Decimate Chris and Dunn, which is really nice to hear because, you know, it's just it's nice to have albums throughout the career that a lot of people connected to and use that as their kind of their starting point in our music, um, you know, in their music journey into the stuff that we did. So that's definitely awesome. I, I really like that album. And, you know, I, 
And we remember when we did that album, it was, we were really proud of it. We, we even did a show in LA once where we're like, we played two old songs that we did that whole album live or whatever. We just, we didn't tell anybody we were going to do it. We just did it because we loved the album so much. And we just thought it was killer. And it was just awesome because we did that lot. So album, like I said, full live, um, you know, and nobody was like bummed out that we didn't play some of the other stuff. Like it was just nice to be able to um, do that. It's like those kind of things are a little, um, too kind i guess they're self-indulgence toot your own horn but it's nice to sometimes do that is just to prove to yourself that you know you could do a new album you know like decimate christendom at that time and be able to perform that whole album live and not have people be like oh it sucks i didn't do this or that they still they still were happy with it so it was really awesome and i'm pr super proud of that album yeah oh, i dig it um and then um yeah the newer stuff i yeah i mean I I don't really go to that many live shows. I mean, I tend to like just collect albums since I live mm -hmm. like like pretty far away from like the the major cities around here. But yeah, yeah uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen you guys live since uh, I think two thousand uh, like eighteen. Um, uh, it was like that. Um, it was the, the tour with um, uh, who was it with Dark Funeral? Um, oh, that you're talking about the. Uh, the, what was it? Uh, decimation, yeah, a damnation of the nation or decimation yeah. of the nation. Yeah. Um, what, what show did you see us at? The Mesa, the Mesa uh, Club yeah. Red. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the that was the last one. And um, but I'm, uh, since then, I moved out of Phoenix and I've been kind of in a rural area. And it's really hard to go to shows unless it's on a weekend. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah I, I missed the last year, the last two tours you guys did last year um i'm hoping to check you guys out this upcoming uh tour cycle yeah well just i mean i know it's a uh, where where you're at it's a long hike or whatever but it's definitely um i you know even since the um devastation on nation tour it's like we've just been getting better and better live i mean the the live response has been um phenomenal uh you know basically since the pandemic um you know broke or whatever so um yeah, definitely look forward to it. And if you do come out, definitely say what's up and remind me who you are. And we could chat for a little bit while we're there. Oh, you know? oh yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Um, do you guys have any upcoming uh, tours you guys are, or can you announce or is that still on hold? Yeah, it's still on hold. We're, we're super close to being able to announce the tour and stuff, but we just can't at the moment. Um, but we, we're working on a uh, co-headlining tour of the States. And then we're also working on some kind of headlining tour of Europe um, early next year, but both things are still in the works, but there, there is definitely going to be some touring going before, I mean, definitely before the end of the year for Incan, it's going to be touring. Um, the album ends up getting moved up sooner in August release instead of, uh, it was supposed to originally be released in October. So we have started working on our tour for November but um, the album ended up getting moved up, but we still weren't able to move up the tour that we had. So it's going to be a couple of months after the album release we'll be touring, but it'll be, it'll be a good tour for sure. We have, we have some great bands on the package, but I just can't say nothing yet. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. And then, you know, we were talking about like the bands that are like considered, I mean, I would consider like legacy, like cannibal corpse, you guys, 
but um have you played with like younger bands that you see that you know have impressed you or you know really you really see like a lot um um some bands like you know moving up in the ranks yeah i mean there's definitely some bands that are moving up in the ranks for sure i mean as far as playing with um then sort of newer generation the only ones like in the recent years that we did was um well sang with Sugarbog that we played with um on the nile tour they were they um were like one of support bands for that tour and um you know they were they were impressive with how they kind of do things in their own way which i thought was interesting kind of have their own twist on the whole um kind of brutal brutal grindy almost like a mashi type death metal or whatever that they do i don't even know what what that's considered but they kind of they do it in their own way which i thought was really interesting because i like i like bands and they're able to do things their own way and have a distinct you know just have a distinctive twist on it not just copy the old bands or whatever which a lot of bands do but uh, the only other band we played which is kind of i guess part of the new generation was on that go to tour was uh, like bewitcher we played with which were they were really good they were kind of an old venom style but as far as death metal you know some of the really good um newer death metal bands that are doing a lot we haven't really played with yet like um i don't know creeping death or whatever you know they they kind of um you know they've been doing a lot i mean frozen soul has been kind of moving up really quickly up the ladder of you know one of the bigger bands and stuff in this style there's a whole bunch of them and it's um it's a great thing for sure i mean not always is it like i like i like watching those bands live i don't really um you know follow them record wise that much just because you know for someone like me it's not quite as interesting to um listen to i don't know a band that sounds like an old band that i used to listen to for me i just rather listen to the original and that's kind of what i was connected to but i do think that it's a great thing that bands are doing what they're doing now like uh, you have gate creeper shirt on i mean that's a right. band i love them yeah yeah that's a band that really um you know is carving out their own niche or whatever you know they're kind of doing the obituary and tomb thing but they also they do it in a way that still is distinctively them which i think that's the kind of stuff that i um really enjoy listening to is when you know okay of course everybody has their influences i mean we did too starting but you want to put your own flavor on it you want to be you want to listen to it and not just think of the influences you want to think of them as oh that sounds like you know we'll say gate creeper for instance that sounds like them you know which is a good thing for sure in my opinion yeah well one band i i'm really like excited to you know see move up move up is a uh, 200 stab wounds like i don't know they got yes similar to that sangasugabog that like bouncy like you know mashi like almost like hardcore style like i don't know that I, I guess I don't really listen to that much hardcore, so a lot of that sounds new to me. But I'm really excited to see them. Um, I guess put out new music and play shows. Um, yes, yeah. There's there's like a um, a thing where there's um, 
I don't even, it's not, I don't think it's really, I don't know if it's been identified yet, but it's like a death metal with like a hardcore type influence. Even that's funny because even incantation stuff, we were influenced by a lot of punk and hardcore early on, um, you know, ourselves, but we don't, it doesn't really come out that much in the music, but now a lot of the bands are really mixing that like aggressive hardcore sound to death metal which is working great for them. It's, it's definitely like a, um, you know, a good style of music for a younger generation. That's really act wants to be active at shows and really, you know, I mean, they have a great pits and stuff like that, at their show. So it's a good, it's a, you know, it's a good uh, route for them to go for sure. I think. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just, as long as, it does, as long as it doesn't water down to death metal, I'm down with <laughs> it. You know? Yeah. No, like I'm just kind of like a like me now, like kind of secluded way out here. I'm I'm just big fan of like like albums and yeah. You know, if if I can see a show like maybe once a month, I'm I'm stoked, and I really hope I get to see Incantation um, this fall. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be great. It'd be great yeah. to see you there. We we really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And everyone, um, everyone should check out the new album Unholy Deification, uh, August twenty fifth. Um, thanks, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it too. Hell yeah.